Yeah. So there are many, many ways to monetize podcasts. And that's um, my favorite topic to talk about, of course. A lot of podcasters, when they think about monetizing a podcast, they think, I need a sponsor. You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 191. Today, my special guest has a fantastic topic that I'm sure a lot of you are going to really get your teeth into. Five ways to monetize your podcast without turning it into an ad. Welcome, Anne. Can you tell us where you're from and why you're here with a Small Business Talk audience? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. I am from the Netherlands, but I work mostly with clients from the United States. I work remotely. So where I'm from and where I am is always a different question. (laughs) We were just chatting about this before hitting record. But uh, at the moment, I'm in Colombia. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk more about podcasting and monetizing podcasts. Fantastic. And you're from the Podcast Babes. So that's an interesting um, topic for another day as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My my business is called the Podcast Babes. So how can we monetize our podcasts without turning them to, into a gigantic ad? Yeah, so there are many, many ways to monetize podcasts. And that's um, my favorite topic to talk about, of course. A lot of podcasters, when they think about monetizing a podcast, they think, I need a sponsor. And that is definitely one way to monetize a podcast. But there are so many different ways to consider. So I'll just shoot some ideas <laughs> to see if anything lands for you as a listener today. You can think of starting a membership around your podcast or a paid community, selling digital products like courses, ebooks, anything like that to your podcast audience, selling services, for example, coaching services to your podcast audience, affiliate marketing can be an effective strategy, or like I mentioned, sponsorships. It is a a way to monetize a podcast and for some podcasters, a great way to monetize a podcast. And I think that's a a really good distinction too, because people think that they need to have something on their podcast to make it monetized. But like you've just mentioned, you could have it as a way to educate people about a a course or a workshop that's coming up. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Actually, if you have digital products already, and you're thinking about starting a podcast, great, you know, do it. Um, If podcasting calls you and you have this, it is an amazing way to get attention and market your digital products. It's great to give people a bit of a sneak peek into how you educate people, how you teach, how you talk. So it's it works really well. And also, if you have a podcast, but you don't have digital products yet, You can also use your podcast to find out what digital products to create, what your audience wants, what your audience needs, and then you already have that baked-in audience that you can also sell to when the digital product is is there when it's launched. Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point about the way we 
act, the way we talk, and especially if you're using the video component of your podcast. I have a a podcast that I love to listen to, and she's recently gone um, to do a video. And it's really interesting. Maybe it's because I've always listened to it as audio, but I much prefer the audio. Whereas sometimes when you're doing courses and that sort of thing, the video attracts you more. So that's a a great opportunity that you've got with podcasters. You can do both audio and video. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also very, well, I would say very easy to repurpose content that way. Maybe you have 10 minute video in your course and you can use two minutes to give people on your podcast, just the audio, a sneak peek of that of that video or of that course module. So you can get really creative that way and you can also get really strategic. Absolutely. And that's a a great thing to repurpose the content too, is that you can use part of that course and you might be talking about a particular topic and you can introduce it in your podcast, give them, like you say, a sneak peek. And that's almost a taster for them to, to buy. I mean, movies have been doing that forever, haven't they? Exactly. Yes. We can definitely learn from that. Indeed. So if we're thinking about maybe starting a podcast or we already have a podcast, we've got a few digital products. So we're we're maybe going down that avenue. But one of the other things you talked about was sponsorship. So how do people go about looking for sponsorship if they've already got a podcast? Great question. So I think the first step um, if you are interested in working with sponsors, it's kind of like laying the foundation for this. And what I mean by laying the foundation is, first of all, to be very clear what you do. I think that's always important to be very clear what you do on your podcast. Um, but especially if you want to work with sponsors, they need to land on your website and see immediately, this is who, like, this is my audience. This is who I'm talking to. And this is what I talk about. So that's like messaging needs to be very, very clear before you start pitching, um, before you start reaching out to potential sponsors. If you are already reaching out to potential sponsors, they they will look at your website if they are even remotely interested and you want to impress them when, when they do. So just a good pitch is not enough, I think. Um, and then if you're if you're working on that anyways, also make sure that um, brands know how to contact you. Maybe there are companies out there who are already interested in working with you, but they just don't have a way to contact you. And this can be very simple. This can just be an email address in your podcast description, or it can be a contact form on your website. Like It doesn't have to be super complicated, but just make sure that it's clear how people can reach out. Um, and go from there like that this is like the really basic easy things to do and then from from that moment if you have your messaging super clear it's it's clear where people can reach out to to you then it's time to look for sponsors that you think would be a really good fit for your for your podcast and when you are looking for these brands i always ask myself would this be interesting for my audience? So not just for the brand, like is is the brand interested in my audience, but also is my audience interested in this brand? I really try to make it a win-win for everyone, like a triple win, a win for the brand because they can reach your audience, a win for myself because I get money. That's also important. Um, But also 
uh, a win for the audience so that because they will um, get to know a new brand, a new product uh, that will hopefully make their life a lot easier, that will solve a problem for them. So I think when you are looking around and searching the internet for companies to reach out to, definitely have that in mind. Always think, will this be helpful for my audience or will this put them off? I think that's a really good point too, because if it's not that triple win, then the brand's not going to get what they want. You're obviously not going to get what you want as in monetizing your um, podcast. And also you're going to turn your audience off. And if you turn too many of your audience off, very quickly, you won't have a podcast because obviously it's all about the audience and um, making sure that you are supplying them with the, the value that they need. So I think that's absolutely essential. And I love that you brought up websites because in my day job, I'm a web designer and people are saying these days so much, well, do I really need a website? Well, this is just another reason why you do need a website. And as we know, people expect to have a website. So if you've got a podcast and no website, then those sponsors are going to be wondering, are you really serious about this? Yes, absolutely. I definitely agree with you. So that's really good. So we're looking for sponsors. We've got our website sorted. We've got a way to to contact us. We're making that at that triple win. Is there anything that we shouldn't be doing when we're reaching out to potential sponsors? Oh, so many things. Um, first thing that comes to mind is that as a as a podcaster, we want someone to sponsor our podcast. But if you ask for that, like no one, no company actually wants to sponsor your podcast. Um, that's not what they want. They want access to your audience because they want to sell their own stuff. Um, so I think framing your pitch in a way that really highlights the benefits for that company is super important. And that also brings me to my second point. Try to be really, really specific with what you're actually pitching. Um, if you just send a re really generic email like, hey, I would love to collaborate. Are you interested? And maybe also a little bit about your audience. Are you interested? In my experience, you get um, definitely less replies than if you come up with a really strong ask, basically like, hey, this is this is my audience. I see this is the people that you're that you're trying to reach. It's a perfect match. And this is what I'm proposing. Um I'm looking for someone to uh, create content around this specific topic um, about, for example. That's also a big, big tip if you can be more specific. And if you already have episodes in mind that you want to create together with this brand, for example, could be different ways, could be uh, just like as a kind of an, a, a short ad snippet in the, in the episode. Maybe you want to interview them for your episode, you know, you can be a little bit creative, but if you already know what exactly they can get out of that and then pitch that really specific title or series or content idea, that usually gets a much, much higher reply than just, hey, do you want to work with me? Perfect. And you've just thrown in another opportunity there and it's to do an interview rather than just a, a straight out ad because, of course, we're all so savvy now that we know what ads are. We either skip them, we fast forward them, we don't listen to them, we don't pay attention. Whereas when it's an interview and you're actually adding that value once again, 
it um, can be a much better way to do it. And I like the way you said ask for a strong ask. It goes back to the the old days when we used to pitch to journalists and basically they want you to do their job for them. So if you've got that ask and you've got it already set out, it's easy. It's just a, an easy yes or no. And that makes it um, so much better. And I would assume that a lot of these sponsors or potential sponsors are getting 10, 20, 100,000 of these asks day in, day out. So if yours is a bit more specific and you've got it nailed, then I'm sure you're going to get a better result. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of podcasters who say that they want sponsors on their for their show, but there are not a lot of people who are actually really doing all their research and crafting really good pitches. So it's relatively easy to stand out as a podcaster when you're doing this. So it's a huge opportunity. So thinking about pitches, is there some tips that you can maybe give the audience about what should go into a pitch? Now, we've talked about a strong ask. Is there anything else that should go into it? Yes. Um, What should also go into it? Some stats. And that can be different depending on what your stats currently look like. The key is to highlight the cool things. (laughs) So what I mean by that, maybe if your podcast is pretty new, you can highlight your best episode. Like, oh, my best episode reached X amount of downloads. We reached X amount of people with our best episode. If you have had your podcast and you have, I don't know, 200 episodes, you've been doing this for a really long time, definitely highlight how consistent you have been with the podcast, which is super valuable. And I would probably say your overall downloads. So the total amount of downloads, that's probably very impressive because you've been doing it for a long time and you have a lot of content out there. Go through your stats, see what looks really good, what makes your podcast look really good and really professional and really credible and highlight that. And then what I personally also like to include, if it makes sense, if your podcast is growing quite fast, I always include something about that as well. Like, hey, you can come work with us now but know that like we're growing really fast. So this is quite a good opportunity because now, you know, you can get in for 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 this amount or for this deal. But I mean, in, in a year, it will look completely different because we're growing so fast. I wouldn't say it like this, of course, but I think something about the expected growth. And usually I say like, oh yeah, in the past months, we've seen a growth of, X percent, like 10%. So that's what we're expecting. Or we have seen a growth of 10%, but now we're doing this extra marketing thing. So we're actually uh, expecting uh, increased growth growth rates, something like that. I always like to include that to also show that we're actively working on this podcast and that we are trying new things and marketing more and promoting. Um, I think that's also a way to set yourself apart as a podcaster. Perfect. So you did touch on the fact that if they're a new podcast, that you might be a bit more creative with the numbers. So what do you think would be a good thing to highlight there if they don't have a lot of downloads already? Yeah. As a new podcaster, definitely include what you're working on or what you want to work on in the future. So what I said, like, this is the growth that we've been seeing, or maybe this is the growth that we're expecting because, and there is a reason, like, um, because we are increasing our uh, focus on social media presence. So we expect 
a certain growth rate because of that. Um, if you can, I mean, and this can be an estimate. You don't have to absolutely know this. It's impossible to know this. You cannot look into the future. <laughs> but just having realistic-ish idea there would be really good. So I would definitely include that. And also, if you have the, if you have new plans for the podcast, like I really want to work on getting these guests on the podcast i would also include that so a little bit more like the plans that you have your main challenge as a new podcaster will probably be that like consistency i would say there are a lot of podcasters who start a podcast and then after a few episodes after a few months they don't continue to release content it's really common but sponsors also know this so the more that you can build trust with that sponsor and and show them like listen we won't be this podcast because we are so serious about this and we have all these plans the more you can do that the easier it will be for uh, your sponsor or potential sponsor to say yes perfect so take some of those objections and turn them around and put the elephant in the room and say i know that podcasts generally have this five problems we won't because of yes yeah we we already solved it Perfect. Love that, being proactive. Okay, so we've talked about having digital products. We've talked about going out and looking for sponsors. What other things do you think we could do to monetize our podcasts? Yeah, one of my favorite ways to monetize podcasts is to create a community or a membership around a podcast. And I I think this doesn't work for all podcasts. It really depends on the content and your audience that you attract with that uh, content. But especially if you maybe don't have a business yet, you don't sell products, and you have a really loyal following for your podcast, then it's perfect. It's perfect to provide a little bit more value to your audience in the form of a community. Maybe it's about a hobby or a sport or something like that. People want to engage with other people who are just as obsessed with this as as they are. So that would be absolutely perfect. And when you create a membership, I think key here is not to overcomplicate it, but to start with maybe doing a monthly call where people can hop on and ask questions to you as the host. That would be super valuable. Like I would love to do that with some of the podcasters I listen to. I would pay for that. So something like that and maybe a uh, community, like a virtual community where people can chat and ask questions that way. I think that could already be enough to start. Um, And then you can always ask your members what do you want more of? Like, what can I do to serve you better? What can I, what can I offer you more? Um, and see what happens there. But to co-create with your audience is, I think, a great opportunity for memberships and communities. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, and I think this does not work for businesses with maybe a high ticket offer. Then it probably won't make sense for your business model, then it would make way more sense to tell people about your offer, get them into an email funnel, for example. So I, I will say that doesn't make sense for all businesses, but for, for some podcasters, I think this could be a great, great way to monetize a podcast. 
Perfect. And I, I think that's the thing with all marketing, isn't it? You need to see what works for you, your audience, your business model, and where you want to take it. If that's something you can't consistently attend or commit to, then it's not going to work for you. So I think that's a very valid point of making sure that you do what is going to work for your business model. So is there anything else you think that um, the podcasters and people making podcasts should be doing? Yes, actually, uh, totally related to monetizing podcasts. Strategy or kind of like framework that a lot of podcasters use is uh, you start a podcast, you grow the podcast until you have X amount of downloads that looks different for every podcaster, what they think they need before monetizing a podcast. And then they think, okay, now I have this podcast, I have this audience, now I need to monetize it. But I actually want to encourage podcasters to do this the other way around. Um, you do have to start a podcast first, but then the second step, I think, should be thinking about monetizing the podcast, coming up with a monetization strategy and starting to see what works and what doesn't work. Because what you just mentioned, Kathy, is that sometimes you cannot predict what works for your audience, right? Because all our audiences are different. So it's really important, I think, to do this early on, to experiment, see what works. And then by the time that you found that, you will focus on growing the podcast, but you already have that monetization strategy in place, implemented, and it will be easier and way more profitable when once you do grow your podcast from there. Absolutely. And I think that's important too, because sometimes people think, oh, I'll do podcasting because it's easy and they don't realize how much work it takes. But if they've already got that strategy in place and they know how they're going to monetize it, then sometimes the work is more fun than work. It is more fun, but I think it also creates an opportunity to reach more people. Maybe you want um, to spend the revenue that you're making from your podcast to improve production by getting a professional production company to help you, or maybe you want to put that into marketing, you know? Um, so it, it's not always necessarily about making a profit, but it can also help you in that next step of growing the podcast. So that's also why one of the reasons why I think it's so, so important that podcasters think about this, because it will just make everything after that a little bit easier, because you can invest more into the podcast and grow from there, accelerate that growth with a little bit more of a marketing or production budget. Fantastic. So when we're thinking about monetizing podcasts, do you think it matters whether we have one season and we have multiple episodes so that the numbers keep growing? Or is it better to, to close off the seasons and have multiple seasons? So we've got season one, episode 10, season two, et cetera, et cetera. For monetizing podcasts, it can both work. It does depend a little bit on your goal, I believe. Um, if you want to really grow an audience and reach more people and reach new people with the podcast, I think consistency is your friend. Really consistently, every week, a new episode. Best practice is weekly new episodes. I 100% realize how much work that is. So if that is not possible, I understand. But it is best practice for a good reason, because it's just easiest to stay top of mind for people when you have weekly new content. So if you do weekly episodes, that in itself is already a growth strategy, I believe. And more importantly, it really builds trust. That is something that is a little bit more difficult. It's a little bit more difficult with 
seasonal podcasts. And I do have a seasonal podcast. My own podcast is seasonal. But for my goal, my goal is more to nurture the audience that I already have. In that case, I can communicate like, hey, listen, season six starts now. It has 10 episodes. And then after that, you, I mean, you already know me. You already know that I also have a social media channel and a newsletter. You know, you'll be back. You know where to find my other content. So it's a little bit less of an issue. But for reaching new people with the podcast, that consistency just works really, really well. And um, for a sponsor, I think both can work. Sponsors also know that consistency work works if they if they know a little bit about podcasting could really work that way. But then on the other hand, if you want a specific sponsor for a specific season of your podcast, that could also be a pitch that could be uh, a pitch saying, I am like, we're now working on season six of, of the of the podcast, and I'm looking for a sponsor for this specific season. This is what, what to expect in this season. So that could could also be a strategy. So there's no right or wrong. I think it really depends on your goals. Perfect. And if you're doing a season on a particular topic, it probably makes sense for it to be a season as opposed to an ongoing one. Like you say, it's basically horses for courses. And also by having that consistency, if you're having them just ticking over every week, then the podcasting services are more likely to to push your podcast out as well. Yes. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And also just that people see it in their app. Um, like if every Monday I walk to the gym and I listen to a podcast and every Monday I open my app and I see your podcast. Okay, great. Then even if I don't listen to it, I see it. Yes. (laughs) So that's also just a good, a good strategy. Yes. And then also you've got that opportunity too, with some of the podcasting apps, if you've listened to the latest one, but you haven't listened to one of the the back catalogue, it will then play the the next back catalogue so that you can hear that. So that's also a a good tip for having that consistent strategy. So we've talked about quite a few different things here, Anne. Do you think there's anything else that we should be telling the SBT audience about monetizing podcasts? I would say take it step by step. Uh, It can feel overwhelming. I mean, I just listed five different strategies to consider. You know, it is a lot, I know. Start with one strategy that you think that sounds exciting, that makes sense for you. If you're not 100% sure what would make sense for you, um, I do actually have a quiz on my website. It's really easy. It's nine questions, so really short. And it will tell you what the best podcast strategy out of these five would be for you. And then also gives you some episodes of our own podcast to listen to, to explore a little bit more. Um, so that's, I think, a good step. If you are a little bit overwhelmed, then take the quiz because it just like one answer rolls out. And then start with that. Start with one strategy. Don't try to do all five at the same time. You can always start with one. And then once you have that up and running and it's working, then you go to the next one and see what works there. Uh, you can combine strategies, but yeah, like I said, start with one, make that work, and then go on to the next one. Great. So maybe you could just summarize those five so that it's a nice snapshot for people. Yes, absolutely. The five ways you can monetize your podcast are sponsorships, affiliate marketing, memberships, creating a membership or a community around your podcast, selling digital products, or selling services. Wonderful. And where can people find that quiz? 
yeah, you can find it at thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz. Excellent. And at this stage, Anne, I get to ask you five questions. Are you game? Yes, ready. What's the best advice given to you by a mentor? I think the best advice would be to slow down. <laughs> um, yes, I'm very impatient and I've learned that patience can be really good. <laughs> Things <laughs> take time. They do indeed. And I love that little meme that says, God, give me patience, but hurry up about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one's made for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest help you have received since starting your business? I would say building a team around myself, just so so the help of my team members has been life-changing. I really enjoy working with a team. Wonderful. What's your one thing you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. Drink coffee. Okay. I have to, I have to drink coffee. <laughs> I cannot not drink coffee. <laughs> Hence why you're in Colombia at the moment, because isn't that yes. one of the, the world's <laughs> best coffees? So, yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite business book and why? But I really like Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. um, which also really plays into my first answer that I gave, patience, um, because it's all about taking small steps towards a goal and not wanting to just make gigantic leaps. Um, yeah, I would say Atomic Habits. Excellent. And what's the one thing that you wish you had known when you started out? That it's a marathon and not a sprint. Perfect. And that's a perfect way to end our podcast. So if people would like to know more about you, Anne, where do they go? Go to thepodcastbabes.com and you'll find the quiz there. You can find our own podcast there about podcasting. So I think if you're interested in more podcasting tips and strategies, then that's that's the way to go. Fantastic. So thank you very much. And SPT audience, remember, enjoy your journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.